Hello and welcome to A Couple of Runners. I'm Russell. I'm Rachel. And together we're A Couple of Runners. Yes we are. Yes, we are. So this episode is coming out a little bit delayed. Um, we had some technical issues, didn't we, Rach? Yeah, we did. What happened, Russ? Someone didn't set the microphone <laughs> up correctly. So, we yeah. live and learn. So the original episode was just me talking to myself, <laughs> which... Doesn't Probably really made a better episode, to be fair. Yeah, don't be so hard on yourself. Doesn't really <laughs> fit. Joking. Doesn't really fit the tone of the podcast, does it? So, um, yeah, we're we're back here and we're recording today's episode, which is about. It's called Running Room One Hundred and One, and by that, what do we mean, Russ? So, Room One Hundred and One. A lot of people may have seen the BBC Two series Room One Hundred and One, which was based on George Orwell's Nineteen Eighty Four. And essentially, people would go on the show and they would talk about things that they would want to send to Room 101 and get rid of. Like irritating things. Irritating Mm. things, exactly, exactly. And so for us, we're going to speak about it in a running context. So things that annoy us about our training, during races, gear, weather. That's pretty much (laughs) it, isn't it? Yeah. So to start with, we're going to talk about things that annoy us when we're out training when we're doing our training runs Rach what would you say is your biggest gripe when you are out in your training room I think that I'd like to put traffic lights into room 101 is that what I say okay it's going into room 101 so why traffic lights so obviously I understand the importance of traffic lights for keeping the road safer blah 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 but as a runner it's really annoying when you're especially if you're in the middle of a rep and you're going at a certain pace and mm-hmm. then you see the traffic lights and you're like, am I going to make it or are they going to turn green for the traffic? And the most annoying, the thing that I find most annoying about it is I don't want to break in my reps because then I'm like, well, I only hit my pace because I got an extra break. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want that kind of, I don't want it to be like a, a rest that shouldn't be there. Yeah, I get you. So when you come to traffic light, do you, and you were planning on going straight across that road, but yeah. the traffic light's not in your favor and the car's going past. Do you never divert? Do you never think, right, I'm going to go right instead of going straight across the road and we're going to go right instead, go along the road and wait for an opportunity to cross and then come back? Sometimes, yeah. Um, but then you do that thing that you're, you're like running and you're looking over your shoulder like every like mm. second, like, and you just, I just find like it's just such a disruption. And then sometimes like I'll I'll see that it's on red for pedestrians, but the cars are on red as well. So I'll just be like, do you know what I mean? You like judge like the situation at each traffic light. So I'll cross sometimes when it's not on green for me. Yeah, I'm with but you. it's not like I'm running in front of the cars. Yeah. Um, but I get it. The the do you know what part of the reason? And this comes this this kind of links to another work of mine. But if I veer off to the right say and not cross across the traffic light and then Mm. i turn back on myself i feel like it will mess up my gps on my watch why will it because you'll be crossing the road yeah true but for some situations i think there's no road like you'd you'd go to the right to run back to cross because you know when you've got like gates on the side between the pavement and the road yeah so you can't actually just walk onto a pavement like run onto a pavement yeah, I'm with you. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, though, sometimes when there isn't traffic lights and there is a busy road to cross and there's loads of cars coming both ways, you can't cross either, can you? So 
sometimes traffic lights help you get across busy roads. Um, That's true. Yeah. But they're still going in the room. Do you know, actually, um, is it ze- zebra crossings? Mm. They're harder than traffic lights. Why is that? Because they're not, they've not got the organization of a traffic light. So like you'll turn up at the crossing and, and some cars will stop, some cars won't. So you can't really guarantee it. Whereas with traffic lights, you can kind of guarantee that cars will generally stop when it's on red for them. Yeah, I think with zebra crossings, you've got to put like one tentative foot just on the <laughs> road, don't you? So you've got to show your intention that you're crossing. Yeah, yeah. And then hope that people are actually abiding by the highway code. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know with traffic lights. I don't know if they, they can go in room one-on-one because like I say sometimes they do come in our favor. Is not do, do you ever play that game though where you're approaching a traffic light and it's <laughs> on red mm. f- like for you, you know, so it's against you and you just start like, pulling back your pace just a little bit so you're kind of trying to anticipate that as you arrive Mm. it's going to change you're able to get across yeah or likewise when it is on green for you and you are able to cross and you're getting closer and closer and you're just praying that it's not going to turn on you yeah it's going to stick to stick on your side especially when it's you know certain traffic like certain junctions Mm. the traffic lights be on red for ages like you could have a picnic whilst the traffic light is on red. It takes like for cars, it takes ages for it to yeah, go on yeah. green. So yeah, you just so pray and pray. Yeah, yeah. You want it even more to so just turn green for you. But you know, we've just spent a good three minutes or so talking about traffic lights. So what else would you put in room one oh one? Well, I'm not gonna put traffic lights in. But what <laughs> what I will put in room one oh one, and it's quite controversial, but also not, but mm-hmm. dog walkers. And, it, okay. and it's not all dog walkers, right? So it's not everyone who has a dog. So Obviously, you have to go and walk your dog. What kind of dog walker would go? Would you, would you get rid of? Well, <laughs> <laughs> banish. Um, I think it's people who, when they're along, say, like a canal path or a narrow path, they've got either the dog off a lead, or the they've got the dog on a super extended lead and. The dog's just wandering everywhere mm. and they're not switched. They're not thinking, okay, someone could want to come past me at any minute. It could be a cyclist, could be a runner. And they're just in their own head. Yeah. Or <laughs> and dog walkers that stop and chat to other dog walkers, taking <laughs> up the full path, letting their two dogs mingle around mm. on the path around you. Yeah, and obviously it's important that dogs are able to mingle but yeah. if if like people could just be a bit more aware of the dogs, I guess. Just step to the side. Like if if you think of a path as being in lanes, yeah, you know, stick to a lane of the path. Do you know what the other the other week actually in Parkrun, I had a situation where this dog was on one of them long leads, and it and the um dog went across the path totally like with the lead, like almost like um yeah yeah like there a, to trip some yeah it like would a trip, trip wire. yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So then the runner in front of me um, had to kind of like stop while the owner sorted out the lead. And I was just like, I really hope, because it was when I was going for a PB. So I was like, I really hope this is sorted before I get to it. Yeah. Could you imagine you just like <laughs> high jumping over to the Fosby <laughs> flop just to get to the other side. <laughs> or a yeah. steeplechase runner. <laughs> it wasn't a puddle on the other side of it, was there? No. That would have been proper steeple. <laughs> No, I get, yeah, that's the thing though. Like, so even today I was running, so I was finishing off my long run in, in the local park and the path was probably wide enough to fit a car mm. like down the path. So you can easily pass like five people abreast and yet, 
I'm not just talking randomly about breasts. <laughs> and, this is a weird saying. <laughs> and there was there was a dog like on one side of this massively wide path. Mm. And then his walk his dog walk, his owner, that's what it is. <laughs> his owner has him on the lead and he's on completely the opposite side of the path. Mm. Like, and they're both on the verges of it. And it's like, just move over. Yeah. And as I've approached from behind, I've shouted, you know, excuse me. No reaction. Yeah. Shouted again, excuse me. And then I think it kind of twigged, oh, maybe that person could be shouting to me. Turn around. And then he's like, trying to maneuver himself like trying to react and it's like just be aware yeah so don't don't if it's dog walkers or just people who aren't aware of yeah. their surroundings when they're out walking or don't yeah think it's not just others. dog walkers is it it's just that you don't really see people walking the cats or the rabbits and stuff <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i agree and i think as well it's annoying when um because dogs they're very cute but they also see like a runner running past them as a game sometimes. Mm. And they'll like run with you and you're like, uh, like they'll, they'll, like, they'll be you. like tripping you up as you're running. And you have to like literally stop. Yeah. And that, yeah, that can be annoying. But also I'm, I'm going to balance this. I know that I came in and you said, yeah, dog walkers, room one on one. But I do, I do really appreciate dog walkers who, when they see you or when they hear you, like straight away, they pull the dog close to yeah. you. Or they'll like offer them treats because they know that their dog's liable to, to run at you. So yeah. they'll, they've got, they basically train the dog, right? <laughs> basically train the dog, but they're also aware. So it's, yeah, having the dogs well-trained and being aware of the surroundings. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't want to put dog owners as a whole in room one-on-one, <laughs> but just people who have no awareness. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it's easy for us to say because we've never had a dog. So like maybe, I don't know, maybe there are extra complexities when you're walking a dog. I don't really know how it all works, but I'd rather not be tripped up by a dog. Yeah, But exactly. to be fair, if we're talking about obstructions, I think the a more scary obstruction than, do- than a dog is a geese. Is a geese. geese. <laughs> a goose. The geese. <laughs> yeah. On the canal path from yeah, here. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. So scary. They? they just yap at you. Yeah, and hiss. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's like when when you approach, you'll see them just sprawled across the path. That's the worst one. I don't mind it if they're like on one side, you can stick yeah. to the other, but sometimes they're just like, they're just having like a rowdy night out, aren't they sometimes? I feel like you want to go through the canals and put little lanes in. Yeah. Because you're talking about the people and dogs and geese sticking to certain sides. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be quite helpful to be fair. Yeah, I don't know if we can do that, but <laughs> yeah, just geese, man. They're just scary. I, do you know what I find when I when I see geese in the distance? This is no joke. Like I feel like I get like my heart starts beating a bit quicker yeah, and, yeah. and I get sweaty because I am like I find them so unpredictable and they can look really cute and then you can like look at one and then it just suddenly like turns on you. It's just. <laughs> and we're about I wonder to... how fast they run. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I wouldn't fancy finding out. <laughs> But we're getting to that time of year when the baby geese are uh, going to be hatching and yeah, they're really they're cute. they're so cute. But the parents get so protective over them. So as if they're they on one side of the path, <laughs> as they should, they're on one side, you've got the mummy and daddy geese on the other, goose on the other mm. side. As you're approaching, they are going for you. Yeah. So yeah, avoid the canals, folks. Don't get... Because what, what else? So you've got dogs and geese. What else is an obstruction? Go on. Cyclists cyclists 
I find that when I'm cycling, I find runners really annoying. And when I'm running, I find cyclists annoying. And that's not not generalization, a certain type of cyclist or runner. So I just think it comes back to people just being aware of like... What's your problem with cyclists though? (laughs) So I actually don't mind cyclists. Um, I find sometimes they don't move to the side. When? Like on the canal. Right. Sometimes they can just zoom like past, you know, if there's a few people cycling together. Yeah. Which is fair, like obviously, yeah, cycle together, it's fun. But like they'll be cycling next to each other and then they'll uh, they'll see me in the distance, but they wouldn't move. Mm. So then I'm like, uh, they're obviously going to win because I can't, like they're on bikes, they're yeah. on vehicles. Is a bike a vehicle? Uh, it can be in this situation. It makes it sound more dramatic. And I'm just running. So who's going to win? The vehicle. So, yeah. So they don't, just don't move out of the no. way and then you, what, like have to jump to I just the have side. to like almost stop and then they finally like kind of go around me. But it's mm. like so last minute. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. It's people doing last minute moves, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the annoyance. Because I think they would move. Yeah. I mean, I'm not putting it all cyclists in. No. So yeah, cyclists just, on the canal path. Who don't but move. then it's not, it's not even just cyclists. It's just that, you know, you see cyclists on the canal. You wouldn't see a car on the canal. If a car, a car was going along the canal and it didn't move for me. And I don't want it to sound like everyone should move for me. But it's mm. just like, like you said, with your little lanes. Rachel sharing, <laughs> sharing the space. Mm. That's it. It's just about being considerate, isn't mm. it? Which I suppose this, this is more of a race issue for me. Mm-hmm. Go on. But people who run with their elbows out, I find really <laughs> annoying in races, especially at the start when everything's like really packed <laughs> and you just start getting these elbows whacking you in the I know. It's like chest. we're not on the track, you know, because you, you get that in track events. Yeah, yeah. But that's like almost tactical, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I got sworn at by someone at Valencia because she was running with her arms out um just for anyone who's listening to this rather than watching rachel's currently demonstrating <laughs> what having your arms out looks like she looks like a cockney <laughs> yeah but she was running like that and i accidentally like well she technically hit me i kind of hit whatever and then she started swearing at me and i was just thinking you know we're on mile one save your energy i think she got a faster time than me in the end to be fair because <laughs> you help push her along <laughs> I had this. I had similar rib, in Ribble Valley at the start. I was trying to go around on the outside of someone, and um, yeah, out of nowhere, her elbow just went bang into my mm. into my abdomen. It really mm. hurt. But obviously, this is right at the beginning of the race. You got to carry on. And then she's swearing at me. I actually had to catch her because she nearly fell over. She hit me that hard. But yeah, people have no elbows out. But I think yeah, coming back onto training runs and things that that annoys with training runs. Have we spoken about? people not being aware people getting in the way yeah either with dogs with bikes or just walking and taking up too much room and what else would you say is a big gripe for you during training runs um i find it annoying when you run out of kit so you know when you've you get to the end of the week or whatever and you've got wet and dirty training gear so you're having to go out in the most mismatched outfit like the worst Mm. like sports bra that i've got the worst like pair of leggings like it's just yeah and and then you just like i don't know you just see them like your gear that you want to wear in the wash and it's just like i wish i could have you why don't you do your own washing <laughs> wow <laughs> shots fired 
<laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. Because you don't want to, you don't want to put the wash on every day, do you? So you, you kind of letting it build up to it till it gets to a point where actually we do need to put a wash on. So I get that. Also, like when clothes, when they come out of the wash, still smell. Oh, that's especially so running gear. Yeah. That's annoying. Or like when, you know, the day after you've washed them and everything's still like wet. Mm. So you still can't really wear it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. So yeah, when you, you can't wear your favorite outfit. Yeah. Or your favorite outfit gets ruined, like it gets a hole in it or something, or socks getting holes in. That's really annoying. Yeah, those, oh, what were they? Were they Sweaty Betty? Those leopard shorts that you had? <laughs> I think they were Tiki Boo. Tiki Boo, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Tiki Boo shorts. Yeah, you had to throw them away after Seville, didn't you? Yeah, they're in Seville somewhere. Yeah. Probably not anymore. <laughs> There's probably like some like, homeless person walking around in Seville wearing your Tiki Boo shorts. Well, if it helps them, it helps them. <laughs> go fast. <laughs> yeah, to go fast. But the no, same thing applies to trainers as well, doesn't it? So like if you go out on and it's a wet run, you're going through puddles, you get your trainers wet, and then you can't wear that pair of trainers, can you, until they dry mm, out? Mm. Again. Or, this is one that you've had recently, when your trainers give, you've got a pair of trainers that you really want to wear, but they give you blisters. Oh, that's so annoying. Especially when it's a, a really raved about trainer. Because it's with my Primex Strung 2s, however you say it. Yeah. Um, and they feel so comfortable, except for the rubbing on my ankle and my heel. So they're not so comfortable, to be fair. But I've tried everything. I've tried putting Vaseline on beforehand. I've tried different socks. I've bought, I spent like 30 quid on some new socks. I don't even like them more than my others, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, I prefer my twin skins. Mm. But yeah. So yeah, spending a lot of money on a new item of kit and then it doesn't actually fit the function. Mm. really nice and um, yeah so in training what else have we got so we've got the weather we've got situations when you go out and maybe it's nice and dry and you're wearing a certain outfit and then it rains or you go out expecting it to rain so you're all layered up and you've got your windbreak or your waterproof on and it doesn't rain yeah and it just makes you just really sweaty yeah and just yeah really unenjoyable run especially like when the weather i think the weather changing in a run's annoying because then you can't really yeah you can't really do anything about you've gone out in a certain gear and it works for half the run but not the other half yeah yeah no exactly and it's not like you can just like i actually today i went out wearing um a long-sleeved hooded top because i mm. thought it was going to be quite cold which it was but as the run went on i just wanted to just throw it somewhere and then come back for it but i didn't have that option mm. So yeah, definitely like misdressing for a run, I think. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, you spoke before about GPS when <laughs> <laughs> on some runs. Oh, GPS. Yeah, GPS annoys me because it's, it's both ways, really. Like you'll do a park run and it won't even come up as 5K on your watch. So then like, and I know it still counts, but your watch doesn't update your PB. Or anything, because it's yeah. 4.98k or something. Or like when you'd be running and you're trying to hit certain paces, but your pace is saying like something like 12 minute miles when you're definitely not doing that. And you need, to, walking. <laughs> and you need to know what your pace is 
for your reps. I don't know, like, obviously there's once, a po- once upon a time back in ancient England, ancient world, people didn't even have watches. Yeah. And they just, like, set... Like, when you started running <laughs> back in ancient world... <laughs> I joke. Um, didn't you set? Didn't you set a stopwatch? Oh. Me? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. When I was training for Manchester 10K back in 2013. No, but <laughs> even more recently, when I, I didn't have my like my Garmin, I was using Strava app on my phone. So I'd start my Strava app, put my phone in my like waist belt, go on my run, and then have to stop the app on my phone after. Mm, so I didn't, I, get you. I wasn't aware of my paces. Yeah. So I wasn't thinking, actually, no, I was, I was, because I had my headphones in and I could hear it. So every <laughs> K, it would come on and go, like, kilometer one, four minutes, 57. <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't that focused on it, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah. if you are focused on your pace, you get very focused on your pace and your numbers. <laughs> then you come, you came back today, didn't you, apologizing because one of your reps was... One second <laughs> per kilometer slow. Well, yeah, my, yeah, because and that's because I felt cheated by the GPS mm. and the wind. By yeah, no, it wasn't. It, it sounds like I'm making in. excuses there. No, yeah, I get that. I think yeah, it's probably a me problem, not a GPS thing that would go in. Maybe I should go into room one hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> See you, folks. I, rem- I remember as well. <laughs> Just a single runner now. <laughs> <laughs> imagine you're shouting up can you feed me <laughs> somebody help me <laughs> i remember when we used to, when we first started running together as well and we'd be be out running you'd look at your heart rate on, on your watch and then you'd make us stop so you could readjust it because your heart rate was too high it's because it, yeah, i don't think it was, it was I, I like you, accuracy it, i like accuracy mm, so inaccurate equipment yeah, yeah inaccurate equipment yeah, no, that's very fair. And you mentioned one before that was something that annoyed you in races. Does anything else annoy you in races? Yeah, so there's, there's a couple of things, right? And this happened actually at High Rocks yesterday when we went to watch your sister, mm-hmm. Hannah Bergen Peter. <laughs> um, pe- people crossing in front during a race, so people mm. just wandering onto the course during a race. Again, it's just people getting in the way, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Comes back to that same old gripe. But yeah, <laughs> it sounds like we we think everyone should revolve their <laughs> life around us. Yeah, coming through. <laughs> um, but yeah, like pe- people cutting across the course and potentially getting in your way. That that's a bit of an, that's a bit annoying in races. Yeah, yeah, because I think at High Rocks, someone um, got tripped over and mm. fell because of it, and that's just not fair. You put all that training in, but yeah, no, definitely. And if 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 people haven't heard of High Rocks, just as a like intro because i think it's getting more and more popularity especially for people who like running it's like consists of um running a kilometer in between different strength stations so it's like rowing skiing sandbag lunges burpees blah 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 but you can go and google that if you're interested in it are you, are you on commission or something <laughs> i don't know why i launched into that to be honest <laughs> yeah <laughs> no one cares <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry so guys on. if you just listened to that bit i'm sorry for wasting 10 seconds of your time so moving on rich <laughs> what else annoys you about races i don't know if this is unique to me so i'd be interested if anyone else experiences this but my gels explode and it really <laughs> annoys me so by this i mean um when i'm putting my gels into my little belt 
in their little oh you've got your little bell it's cute isn't it um one of them always pops in a corner somewhere Mm. and it really annoys me because i then have to use that one for like my start line gel but what i don't like about that is it gets sticky i hate that just sticky gels i I find that whenever we travel even so i know when you put it in the belt because your belt's very tight and yeah it squeezes the gels and can make them pop i find that whenever we travel whenever you open your case one gel's already exploded that's why i take extra gels yeah it's mad maybe i'm cursed yeah don't know your problem is with gels maybe just stop taking them no i think i need a different way of um this is my predicament i need a different way of carrying them Mm. i don't like having to wear the belt gets in the way yeah so i i always i always wear um half tights with pockets on the side so i'll always have my gels in my pockets Mm. and i find that's a better way to hold it a half tight's not just shorts but they're tights yeah Uh, it's it's weird because women will call them shorts because it's more common for women to have them but then there's a certain type of short yeah, but women also have that certain tight, like a tighter fitting short versus baggier shorts. Yeah. But you'd still call it shorts. Anyway. But at least people... I'm putting are... half tight, the, the term half tights into room 101 because not even halfway down your leg anyway. <laughs> short <laughs> Let's be tights. Honest. Let's call them short tights. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll have my gels in the pockets there rather than having it in my belt. But I will take a belt, but in my belt I'll just have like a small uh, soft flask. Mm. And in there I'll have some water with electrolytes to keep my levels topped up. Mm. Yeah, I need to try what that. Yeah, yeah. Training block. So yeah, exploding gels or gels in general. Um, no one really likes gels, do they? I mean, they're a necessary evil when it comes yeah. to racing, aren't they? But then, um, okay, imagine if um, the day before, like the morning of your marathon, I banned your gels from you. Yeah, I mean that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's try it. No, let's not. But if if you I was prefer fueling week. with jelly babies, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first ever marathon, and I went out with 10 jelly babies in my pockets, <laughs> thinking that would get me through. <laughs> Safe to say it got me to 30k, and after that, I pretty much walked. So, yeah. But no. then you found gels. Then I found gels. So, no, I think we do need gels, but either they explode, though, or you can't open them. That's the other thing sometimes. Yeah. Like when, you're on a, when you're on a race or even a run, you're just trying your hardest, you're using your teeth, you just lashing at these gels trying to get them open yeah you feel like you look like an animal (laughs) (laughs) savage get me at the fuel um so yeah gels not the best thing um another thing with race day and everyone know everyone experiences this is needing to go to the toilet yeah like how many times you need to go to the toilet on race day it's so frustrating are you asking me (laughs) no no (laughs) it's a hell of a lot Yeah, I don't think you're able to keep a tally. (laughs) It's the nerves, okay? I feel like it's very common to need the toilet because of your nerves on race day. And I also think it's like you have, especially for a marathon, it's like, okay, this is my moment. And then you're like, like the marathon night is not the toilet trip. This is my moment. And then you're like, well, I don't want anything to go wrong. So you go to the toilet even when you don't need it. Do you do that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just just to make sure. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But then the queues are often quite long aren't they but races? i always join them because i feel like if i just stay in the queue <laughs> can i book on um if i'm there then 20 30 minutes later i might need the toilet anyway 
Yeah, yeah, true. And it's probably going to take you that long to get to the front. Exactly, yeah. Like at Valencia, I was so on edge. I had a cutoff time as to when I'd like go to the toilet, like stay in the queue or leave the queue because my start time was getting near. And then because of the toilet queue situation, I was all like panicked trying to get to the start line and I was trying to find the paces. I was looking everywhere for them. And then it turned out that they weren't even in like the main pen anyway. They were just stood at the start line, like further down waiting. But I put that down to the toilet queues. Yeah, yeah, no, fair. It's it's hard, isn't it? I, I, I know, no, oh, go on. What are you gonna say? <laughs> I was just gonna say, and also toilets that don't have toilet paper or any yes. way of washing your hands. Yes, yes. If you are gonna provide toilets, then at least have toilet paper and uh anti no antiseptic bacterial antibacterial <laughs> gel there we go yeah so yeah i think that's important um, and yeah make sure there's enough toilets at races as well um another another one is i mean you mentioned there about waves making sure that you're in the right wave I starting wave yeah mm. just because sometimes you'll end up either going in a wave that's too fast for you yeah and you've got people just one minute round you mm-hmm. or one that's too slow for you mm. you end up getting like penned in and trapped yeah and then you're susceptible to people elbowing you as you're trying to get past them yeah and then swearing at you yeah exactly so yeah they're all things that probably go into it's not always racing. easy that i think that's in the some races do better than others like run northwest really run northwest do Trafford 10k is fantastic yeah so they have like actual kind they have paces don't they quite frequently and so yeah. you can then they'll line up on the start line so you can kind of get a gist as to where you should start i'm sh- I'm sure that on the Trafford 10k there was like um a marker for every minute mm-hmm. so there'd be the pacer stood there next to 35 and then if you run in 34 minutes there was a section oh, for you, decent, 33 minutes fair. Yeah, yeah it's a good so idea. you knew exactly where to stand. So, yeah, that was that was really good. And then you're going out with people who you know are doing the same race as you, same pace, and it just enables you all to get into a better group. And better yeah, rhythm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Run Northwest are brilliant at that. Um, anything else race-wise? Race-wise? Um, I find this is like... <laughs> by the way, we love running. We're just talking about <laughs> things that are kind of annoying. But also I think some things that we've listed are quite difficult to control. And the one that I'm about to say is one of them being um, hydration stations in the race. Mm. Because I find it really difficult. Um, They get very congested and people get in the way. Um, And also people just like, they'll just drop, especially if they've got a water bottle in a plastic, like actual water, they'll just drop it right in front of you sometimes. Or they'll fling it across like right in front of you. And it's like... I get it. Like people aren't always thinking straight when they're in a race. They've got like a certain goal in mind or whatever, but it just kind of like, yeah, just yeah. Like, no, no, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's quite dangerous, I suppose, having like, because a lot of the water bottles are still quite full when they're on the floor. Yeah. If you stood up and then you just go flying along it like a Tom and Jerry film. <laughs> but you take your, you take your hydration on, don't you? Like in your belt. So you don't have to stop at the stations or do you still stop? Yeah. So what I tend to do is I'll take, probably about 500 mils and I'll, I'll sip on that anyway before the race by the time race starts I've probably got less than that anyway um but what it means is that especially in marathons where it's really crowded at yeah. the start, I can miss the first few water stations mm-hmm. then after that 
once everything's like dispersed a little bit, then I don't mind going to to the water station. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely early on. First two or three is just carnage. So. And then there's some like in Seville where they'll give out like they'll use the wet sponges. They'll give them oh, out. Class. Amsterdam as well was like yeah, that, wasn't but it? then someone was squeezing their wet sponge thing and it went on my shoes. So then my socks got a little bit wet. Oh, I'm not saying. <laughs> And I mean, I it wasn't one of them where I was like really annoyed about it. It just what it is, what mm. it is. But like, yeah, I suppose there's an etiquette. But like I say, people aren't always thinking straight in races. I think I do things in races that really annoy people. You know, yeah. I'm not, you know, we're talking about all these things we're putting in room 101. I think some people would put me in room 101. <laughs> Back to the one runner podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one that I'd put in. Yeah. Is race bibs. Really? Why? Well, why have a race bib? Because then you can collect them. Yeah, so you got to collect it. No, as in like you oh, have no. <laughs> you have a collection of. <laughs> so it's, it's annoying collecting. <laughs> Did you actually think I meant I love just collecting my bib? <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it was a bit weird, but I was going to go with it. I meant it. like you've got a collection of your past races. Yeah, no, that's that's true. But you also have like medals from your races, yeah, don't true. you? So there's different ways to remember the race. But, and I understand that you need to differentiate people and spot people and they are really good for things such as race photos because mm-hmm. they can pick up the number, blah, blah, blah. But I just think there's got to be a better way. Like, I, I wouldn't mind it. I think, it, personally, imagine if it, it, it makes, it would make the race less accessible, but everyone has an England athletics number, right? Mm. So if you had that England athletics number printed on your top, so you wouldn't have to get a race bib. You just get your chip that you can put on your shoe. And then you don't have to have this big paper. I suppose it's the size of the bibs as well. I was going to say, I think, you know, like when we've done a trail races before, they tend to just have like the tiny little paper squared ones because they've not got the chip on them so i i think the chips on your trainers Mm. are better than the ones on the bibs because for a few reasons i feel like when you go to marathon you pick up your bib it's like this like like holy thing that you've got to look (laughs) after and i always think well if you've not activated my chip properly which i probably still think if it was on on my lace but yeah and you you don't want to like fold it and and all of that yeah but i don't think i'd put bibs in room 101 I, ju- I just think there's got to be a better way of doing it. Like in, in mass participation, I think, yeah, it's a necessary evil. But if you look at, say, the Olympics, you don't need, you don't need them to wear well, bibs. Yeah, they all end up on the floor anyway. In the Olympics, people's bibs fly off. Yeah, yeah, Not in exactly. the Olympics as such, but when we've watched like indoor track events. Yeah, they just don't need it. Like, mm. again, they, they can have their name printed on their top, um, just like in football. Right, you don't but see then, footballers wearing bibs, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but then you'd have to buy more than one. You'd either have to wear the same top every race or buy multiple. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just think there's got to be a better solution than than bibs, especially big bibs. Big bibs. Mm. Yeah. So that's something that I'd like to see go room to one and one, but it's probably not going to happen now because obviously we don't have the technology. Uh, maybe we do but it's just not available. I was thinking it could be like, you know, with Parkrun, when you get the barcode on your watch, but not everyone runs with a watch, do they? 
So that no. wouldn't really work. And again, race photos, or there were a lot of yeah. them have like face facial, yeah. yeah, facial recognition. Well, sometimes I've done that before, and just some random people still turn up. I'm like, is that because mm. something about my face looks like them? <laughs> you have got a twin sister. <laughs> yeah, but it's not her. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose it, it stops people just like jumping in, or, or less people just yeah, jump yeah, into fair. the race. It's easier to spot people who aren't participating. But yeah, that's something that I'd like to see gone. Another thing that mm-hmm. is race related, not necessarily you running in the race, but I'm seeing more and more of it, it really grinds my gears, mm-hmm. is seeing things such as your mm, champion. So your London Marin- Marathon champion is, right. I hate it because it's the London Marathon champion. It's not your champion, is it? <laughs> it's, I just find it really annoying. Do you think you're your champion? <laughs> is that what it is no it's not that it's just it's just <laughs> stupid it's like they are the champion yeah like it's not your world cup winner it is the it's the world cup winner mm. like why why they're trying to tell me it's mine and, <laughs> and the way that can be confusing is i think it was after valencia i got an email saying your valencia marathon 2023 race video is available mm-hmm. Like, fantastic. I've got a video that they've taken <laughs> of me along the course. And it wasn't. It was just the race video. <laughs> I, it, I just find that it's, it's annoying because the word the has always been used. And it's not suddenly obsolete. You can still say the champion, the winner of this race, not your winner of this race. And it's also misleading if they're telling you that you've got a video when you haven't. <laughs> and if you don't know the difference between your as in y-o-u-r and your as in y-o-u apostrophe r-e mm. you could think you won something exactly if you're like your champion yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i am what did i win <laughs> you're all champions <laughs> so yeah that that's another thing that, that annoys me that's kind of gone a bit more mainstream now it used mm. to just be like american things like crossfit i could be watching crossfit and be like <laughs> you're a crossfit champion and be like oh americans but now i'm seeing it loads over here and uh yeah there's just no room for it in, in the uk i'm afraid is that why it's going in the room yeah yeah, it's going in the room one one, not your room one one. um this room's going it is getting quite big full yeah. even yeah I, I, th- I mean i think i'm all out of things is there anything that you'd want to add yeah i think i'm all out i'd only say the one that annoyed me today was when we wanted to watch the um, indoor athletics and the like the, they don't have like, I just wish that running was um, on TV more or yeah. like just shown around more rather than putting it on this, like it was on a Facebook link and we couldn't, we couldn't get it to work. So then we missed the race. So it was just a bit like frustrating, yeah. but that's not necessarily something to put into room 101. It's probably, it's just on my mind because it just happened. No, no, no. It's, it's a very good point, isn't it? The a lot of media deals um surrounding athletics have been lost you know so yeah. like the the bbc had a deal with uh, uk athletics hmm. um that they would stream uh, that they would show like you know all, all the events i don't know if it was diamond league or um that expired in in 2020 and just never got renewed oh, it was like a three million year deal which is one of the reasons why uk athletics is you know in in a lot of financial problem because mm. they don't have a media deal so yeah, it would be good to see 
athletics getting the coverage that it deserves. Yeah. The amount of times that we want to watch quite a high profile race. Yeah. And there's nowhere to find it. Or even like something that annoyed me. Well, it's when the streams are poor. Like, was it, um, what was the marathon we watched recently? Houston? Yeah. Houston. But what I did like about Houston, despite the stream not being the best, was that it followed the females and the male races. Whereas something that does annoy me is when you're watching a marathon and it will only show the male runners and it will Mm -hmm. sometimes go back to the female race. But actually, you miss a lot of what's happened within the female race because they never go, they never span to it. So I don't really know what I'd put into Room 101 (laughs) on that that context. It's just something that irks me. I think... I think it is low-key sexism, really, isn't it? Yeah. I, th- I think in a lot of cases, they can show the females and they yeah. decide not to. Uh, one thing I noticed in, I think it was the Tokyo Marathon, it was almost like there wasn't a female race going on at yeah. all. Yeah, um, it's just really disrespectful to the athletes who have trained for that. And, and also when the con- something else... Sorry, were you going to say something? I think we may have been about to say the same thing. Shall I go or do you want to go? go? I was going to say when the commentators make uh, reference to people's body shapes, that really annoys me. Like, oh, um, so-and-so, they're looking really slim. Mm. They're looking in great shape and all of this. And it's just a bit like, I know great shape can mean other things rather than literally shape, but it's when they refer to... They've got the perfect figure for this. Exactly. It's really annoying. They need to stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you look at um, even Kip Yegon. I mean, how small is she? Mm. Like it, they'll go on about like oh yeah they've got really long legs and mm. she's tiny yeah. and she's absolutely Amazing. insane yeah, yeah exactly so was that what you were gonna say because I feel no, like it was on a different tangent yeah what were you gonna say no so th- so this relates to um, Jess Warner Judd specifically mm. but it does apply more generally and it was the fact that Jess Warner Judd in the Valencia 10k ran a chip time of three sorry 30 minutes and 39 seconds mm-hmm. which was below the qualification for the olympics for the 10,000 meters was in should make it she should have made it shouldn't she yeah so time? yeah exactly so the qualification time was 30 minutes and 40 seconds so she was one mm-hmm. second under the qualification time but they go off gun time and not chip time so her gun time was 30 minutes and 41 seconds, mm. meaning that she missed the qualification by one second. And the reason she missed that was because there was an there was a elite athletes brief, briefing the day before. And basically the men and the women start exactly the same time. Everyone was told that they needed to start by their predicted finish times. Mm-hmm. So the front was completely stacked by the men. And then the women had to kind of like filter in behind. Yeah, that's And they were told by the race organizers, don't worry, you know, you'll get your chip time. But obviously the chip time isn't enough for for Jess in this case. So I I heard that and it's it's just, it's ridiculous. Really ridiculous that. Yeah, I think in terms of what we spoke about before being in the correct wave, I think it's right that if you are going to have a mixed start, then yes, you want the faster runners to be at the very front. Yeah. But it has to be taken into account when you're setting qualification times. Yeah, it has and to be off chip And they have to go time. off chip. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. It's, it's grossly unfair yeah, to, it is. to people like Jess and other people who, <laughs> you know, are missing out on maybe 
prize money on, on yeah. races. Because then the other option would be that they're forcing some of the female athletes to go further forward to the front, but then they might accidentally get in the way of a faster male athlete. I mean, it could mm-hmm. be a faster female, but you know, if we're talking about the gender split there, um, and th- and that could impact their them making a qualification time. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think there needs to be a revision done there at the highest yeah. levels. I don't think the the decision makers will be listening to a local women's <laughs> podcast, but if they are, do you not mean a couple of runners? What did I say? Local runners. Local runners. Yeah. You've been. What, you, did you listen to that this morning? Is that why? I have been listening to local <laughs> runners. Yeah. By the way, guys, if you haven't listened to the local runners podcast, <laughs> now is your time to go and check them out on Spotify. Yeah, I'm just trying to pretend that we're them. We're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, great. Um, but yeah, so I think that's it in terms of our room 101 one yeah, yeah. isn't it? And as we say, just as a disclaimer, we do really love running. It's just that these, yeah. you know, not that we have to prove it. And we will obvious. do. That's all we talk about. Yeah, and we will, <laughs> and we will do an episode where we talk about things we do love about running. <laughs> yeah. Just to balance it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you very much. Don't you always say, I was Russell? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been Russell. Oh, that's it. I've been. I've been Rachel. And we've been. A couple of runners. Thanks, guys. <laughs>